Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. How many know everybody's heart is connected to the gift they give? You know, I don't think anything, it took their time, it took their wealth, it took their something they did, it was thoughtful, or it was caring, or it was kind. Or how about this one? It was, it, it cost them something. You know, if somebody goes and says, hey, here's a couple hundred bucks, Merry Christmas, somebody might be like, oh, that's, that's not, that, that's kind of like whatever, but you had to labor for that money. That money just didn't fall out of a tree. You know what I mean? You labor, you have labors behind it. So that, that means something. So it was like, you know, a, a gift card. Somebody had to go think, what do you like? Where do you like to go? It's thoughtful. And I started thinking like, God gave us all these gifts. What are we doing with them? Right. I mean, they're gifts that were given by God and they cost him his life. So they mean something, they're, they're big, and are we really opening them, and are we using them, and are we really, really realizing and recognizing how important these things are? And that's probably 100 gifts, but I started thinking like, 25 gifts. 25 gifts that God gave me and you to give us a better life. And if we don't take the time to really tap into these things, we might neglect some, you ever, you ever get something and, and not utilize it. You know what I'm saying? And just like you had it and you didn't utilize it and you feel like, man, why don't I use that? Why don't I, why don't I take advantage of that thing that I got that can make my life easier? But sometimes I'm trying to do it in my own strength in my own way. You know what I'm saying? If God gave you a gift, it's a good thing. Come on, somebody, amen? And the gifts that God gave you, let me tell you about them. Not only did they cost him his life, he was thoughtful in his presentation to him, giving them to you. He knew what you needed. See what I'm saying? That's the thing about a gift. If I go get you a gift, I'm going to think, well, what do you like? I ain't going to go get you something you don't like. I'm going to go get you something I know you need or something that's going to make your life easier or something that's going to bring you joy. How about that one? Something just, you ever just go buy something for somebody? I just, I bought something. <laughs> Pastor Liz laughed. I bought the most goof. It was expensive. And I bought it for somebody. And when I bought it, I said, that is really a waste of money. <laughs> It's a total waste of money. It really was. It's a total waste of money because it was something more practical that I could have did that would have been more efficient. But I gave it. It, it. it was expensive, and I gave it. And when I gave it, I looked at the I looked at the individual later, and you know what they said? It's the most unique thing. Something. Some. It was the most unique thing that somebody took time and intention to buy me because they know what I like. And it becomes priceless. I got, remember my alligator? Still on my desk. Kids bought it in the Santa school shop. Mom and dad ain't there. Mom and dad ain't there to say, oh my God, what are you spending money on that for? What do you do? You know, like we take them out. Oh, they want to go buy, you know, some crazy. No, no, no. Can we get an ice machine? We don't need an ice snow cone machine for crying out loud. No. Can we do this? No. Limited, right, by what your parents can see, but not their vision. Daddy needs an alligator to go on the desk. My wooden alligator's still there. Nobody told them what to do. Nobody told them how to do it. They got their own pocket full of money, and they're going to make sure they get what they think you would like. And 12 years later, he's priceless. Still on my desk. Ain't going nowhere. Promise you, some of you will be gone. The alligator will still be here. 
I love you, but the gator's staying. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Why? Thoughtful. Gift number one we got today is he gave me and you the Holy Spirit. Don't get better than that. Don't get better than that. Come on, he gave you and me the Holy Spirit. Look what he says there in John 16, 13, and 14. We could read it in King James. It's awesome. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you in all truth. Man, how good a gift is that? He's leading me to the truth. This is so practical, but my God, do we complicate life or what? You know what I mean? He said, I'm going to lead you to the truth. Have you le- I'm going to ask you some questions about this gift you got. Number one I'm going to ask you is, have you been leaning in? You know what I mean by that? Are you letting him lead you? Come on. He said, I'll lead you into all truth. I'm going to what? Look what he says. I'll guide you into all truth. I'm not going to speak of myself, but whatsoever he shall what? Show you. He's going to show you what? He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He only going to tell you things that this is, this, is, this is God mentorship. This is what he's saying. He's saying, I don't, the Holy Spirit is so one with God because he is God. He said, I'm only going to say what he says. That's what mentorship's about. I'm only supposed to say to you what God says. If you were to be the best mentor you could possibly be in someone's life, you got to stay so true to the word of God that when they people look at you, they can hear him. Oh, it's so good. I was tracking that. And God said, and God was showing me, Samuel and Eli, I told you a little bit about that. And he said, man, he goes, you know what's funny? Eli's voice sounded just like God. Yeah, it's a good thought. It's a great thought. Because they're, they're similar in the life of the recipient. God's got no problem with it. Holy Spirit sounds just like God because he is. And he's internal. He said, I'm going to lead you to truth. You want to know why people don't want to lean in? They don't really want the truth. They want what they want. I'm scared to go there because the truth's going to tell me I can't have what I want sometimes. Well, I got news for you. If you want it and God don't want you to have it, you ain't going to want it in the long run. I got a sermon somewhere in the archives. You know what I'm saying? You got what you want, but I hope you want what you got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That one's in there somewhere, right? Remember how when you were a new Christian and you were like, God, can I have it? And he's like, no. And you went back. God, can I have it? And he's like, no. And you went back so many times, God sooner or later just said, whatever, do what you want to do, or like that's how you heard it. Come on, somebody, let me get an amen, right? And then you got a little bit, you got a little rough from the pain, just a little bit. And then you went back, and he's like, God, I want it. It's shiny, and I, oh, I'm in love. I, can I have it? And God's like, no. Can I have it? No. And then you do it, and you feel pain, and you feel regret. And then, so, then you become a seasoned Christian. Yeah, now, now some of you are there. And God says, do it. And now I go, God, are you sure? God, are you really, really sure, God? God, God, I don't know, God. God, you really think I should? Because trust me, if you ain't in it, I don't want to be near it. Why? Because just like Jesus learned obedience through pain, I have perfected it. I don't need no pain. I don't need no drama. I don't need no nothing. All I need is, God, if you there... Say come, but bid me come only if you are out on the water. I don't want to go out there. Why? Because I don't need this self, self-affliction is the greatest wound I have ever felt. Because I'm not following the path. Staying the path. Are you letting them lead? Are you letting them guide? Are you letting them help you? Are you leaning in? 
Come on, he's here to help. It's a gift. Well, you know, I don't know, you know, that praying in the Holy Ghost. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And the apostle Paul said, your understanding is unfruitful. You don't know what you're doing. But you need the, hello, he created everything. Don't you think he knows where to lead you, guide you, and help you? Why are you trying to live life without his help? Why are you, well, I don't understand what I'm doing praying. I don't understand what I'm doing living. Praise be to God. Tap into the spirit, man. Hello? Well, that's weird. That's weird. No, you're weird. Ain't nothing weird about God. You're weird. Lean in. I'll help you. Come on. You need to, I'll say, Pastor, I'm not ready for that yet. Okay. Praise God. Are you, in, are you ready for this? God, help me. Get up in the morning. God, help me. I don't, I'm not all that spiritually. Just help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. God Almighty, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. I'm down here. Got to deal with people. Oh, my God in heaven. Glory to God. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Come on. Everybody try it. Try one, two, three. God, Jesus, help me. Woo. Look, because you know, because here, write this down. So, just put this down. A, B, C, D, whatever. Write it as you read it. Let him, let him lead you. That's Romans 8, 14 and 16. This is simple. For what's it say? What's it say in Romans 8, 14? Y'all know what it says. The spirit, the spirit of God bears witness with your spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans 8, 16 says it even better. It's a little different. It says what? It says that the Spirit himself, the Spirit itself, himself, bears witness with our spirit that we're the sons of God. There's a witness on the inside. Let God lead. Are you letting him lead? Come on, just ask yourself a question. It's a checkup. We're checking the gift. We're making sure you're using the gift you gave. Come on, somebody, right? Check this out. You've got to acknowledge him and have fellowship with him. Look at Ephesians. Write that down. Acknowledge him and have fellowship. That's Ephesians 4.30. Man, I like that in the message. Angela, I like that in the message. We've got to pull that in. Look at this Ephesians 4. Now, you've got to read this, right? Don't grieve God. You know what? I was laughing. I said, this, he's a fragile gift. You ever buy something that you can rough up? You know what I mean? Buy the kids something, just wrap it up, throw it under trade. Don't make no difference. It's basketball or something stupid, right? But how many of you know this one, this gift is fragile. So if you go buy something really nice for somebody, like something, you know, crystal, something cool, something glassy thing, you don't just throw that thing around. Why? You got to wrap that and be careful with it. I told them in the morning service, it's like the lamp from a Christmas story. Remember that thing? The leg lamp? That's fragile, right? It's Italian. Come on. It's fancy. Come on. You guys got to let, you guys are slow. Nine o'clock, got it. They were laughing. You didn't laugh quick enough. You remember that? That stupid leg lamp. And it came to the house and he opened it up and it said fragile on the outside. He said, fragile, it's Italian. Look, it's a fancy lamp. It's a stupid leg. Come on, right? But how many of you know that some gifts, that's funny. How many of some of these gifts, some of these gifts you got are fragile, right? You ever get something that's fragile? You don't just throw it around. The Holy Spirit's fragile. Don't let nobody kid you or lie to you and think, oh, you can just come and do it. No, you can't. Not with him. He lifts and leaves. You want to see him? Watch. See, it's not, the, it's not my voice. Some people think it's your voice. It's not my voice. It's his presence. His presence makes me change. Because I can't stay being me sometimes and let him come in the room. He likes. Don't grieve him. Don't break his heart. He's, he's patient. He's long-suffering. But he, he demands certain things. Don't grieve him. Honor him. 
give him access. That's why he shows up. That's why he comes in the atmosphere. Because he knows I don't care. I'm going to say this respectfully because I love you guys. I'm not here to keep you happy. I can care less if you're happy. I don't care if you're comfortable neither. Because when he shows up, it gets uncomfortable. It's okay, though. Because you want to know why? You know why you should love it? Because I can't help you. But he can touch you and change your life. I could spend 30 years. Pastors know what I'm talking about. You could spend 30 years trying to help people, and he'll do it in three minutes and change their life forever. And you could can, can sit there 20 years of counseling, and he could boom, one, and it's done. I'm telling you, that's why I need him more than I need me. So let him do his thing. But look what it says. Don't grieve him. How do you grieve him? You got to watch what you say. You grieve God with the words in your mouth. That's why it says minister grace. You got to minister grace. Look, don't, don't break his heart. Why? The Holy Spirit, he's moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Making what? You fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Come on. Have you been taking your gift for granted? Have you been stirring yourself up? Have you been taking every day, praying a little bit? Come on, that's why we got, that's why we, the app, get the app. That's why I got that app. Hey, you know what, there's, Lauren told me the other day, there's like, I don't know how many downloads, we just got a whole bunch of brand new downloads. We're up 500%, Marcy's killing it. We're up 500%, the internet, we're like the, the marketing campaign. Why? Because I'm coming alongside of you every day, eight o'clock. I'm coming alongside of you at noon, while praying in the spirit with you. Get the app, Chris Arnold Ministries app, download it. Why? I want to help coach you get there. I couldn't get there by myself. I needed somebody to come alongside, keep me accountable. I'm, there, I'm in your face. My God, you got to get tired of my face. I'm just coming at you. Come on, let's do this. We can do this. We can do this. All right, there's a gift. Don't neglect the gift. Don't neglect the help. Don't, and let, there's no, don't neglect the presence. Acknowledge him and fellowship. And here's another one. You ready for this? Hey, write this down. Let him do the heavy lifting. Woo! John 14, 26, Amplified. Let, are you letting the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting? You know, the other day, you know me, I, I want to get going sometimes. So I went to pick something up. I said, this thing's awkward, and it was a little bit weird and kind of heavy, but not bad. It was just more awkward. And somebody said, hey, let me help you. I said, okay, help me. thing was light, man. The thing was light. It's like this. Victor, come here. Here, right? I, Victor, come here. I can do this, right? You know, it's not heavy, but it's, it's kind of awkward. And Victor goes, hey, let me help you. Here you go. Grab a sign. It's easy. It's light. Victor's the who? He's the helper. I'm the doer, but he's the helper. So if we put it here, right? I can pick this up by myself. Try to lug it around. Carry this around all day. Or I can, Victor's here. Say, hey, can you help me? It's easy. The Holy Spirit's the helper. He's not the doer, he's the helper. Look what it says up there. He's the helper. He's the comforter, the counselor. Look at all these things. So what happens if I don't have the helper? You can let it go, just drop it. So I got it. Now I got to run. Hey, can you help me? Wow. I got this one. Let it go. Can you help me? If I don't ask for help, he ain't just going to impose his way. So when I ask for help, what does he do? He brings help. You got it? Now you take it. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It lets you just take care. Thank you, Victor. But you see what I'm saying? But the, 
Comfort. How many of you are leaving comfort behind? Well, nobody knows what I'm going through. He does. Nobody knows how to respond. He does. What? See, here's the, I know what happens though, guys. Now let me show you what happens. I don't know if I believe it because it's an internal and usually the internal we don't believe is the external answer from God because internally we have this noise and turmoil where we, we reject more than we believe because we, we don't accept because we lie to ourselves. Well, it can't be that easy, but it is. That's why we got to make sure when we see it, but the what? Comforter. Come on, take the comfort. It's easy. He'll come in. He'll give you a scripture. He'll give you a touch. How about this? But the counselor. How many need some counsel? How many need the helper? How many don't know what to pray as you need to, but you need some help? Get the intercessor going. How many of you get the advocate going? How about this? I can't do it. Well, tap into the strengthener, and now you can. I can't face it another day. Tap into the strengthener, and now you can. I can't do that. How about the standby? You ever fly standby? I never really tried it. Praise be to God. <laughs> I, I think one time we did it. Praise. That's why my pilot's ready. You're ready, man. You're ready, baby. This is it. This is your week out. You know, the other day I was looking at them jokers too. I was like, well, don't, you're not leaving me right away. Hey, Amen. I got a couple of them. They're cool. But what? You got to fly. You stand, stand by what? I remember one time, I think we tried it somewhere. And I was like, what do we do? They're like, just be around. Because if you stand by, you got to be ready. Come on. Right? My pilot knows what he's talking about, right? Because he got to fly standby to get home. He's like, I'm ready. Let's go. But just is out. What about standby? He's the standby. He's just waiting on the side. Let me in. Holy Spirit's like, hey, you want me in? I can get in. I, he's a stand. He wants to get in. Hey, all you got to do is call, I'll come. All you got to do is tap me in, I'm in the game. All you got to do is say you need my help, I'll come in. I'm the standby. I'm waiting. I'm waiting over here. Where you at? Hey, you need me? Call me in. Say, come on in. He'll come in if you let him in. You got him waiting. Stand by you over there. I got this flight. You solo flying when you need to have a standby with you in the cockpit. Come on, man. You're over there leaning in this thing. Lean on the Lord and lean in the ability and the power of his might to help you. I don't want to do none of this on my own because the moment I start doing it on my own, it's too much. Come on. You got a helper waiting for you. You need a counselor helping for you. How about this one? But the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the strength, the stand, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Look at this. Keep going. In my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. That's Jesus. You tell me you don't need the Holy Ghost? Okay. So you know what you're saying? You don't need Jesus. So now watch this. I'll show you religion. Jesus is here to help you. You'd all be on the boat. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus is coming to my house. Oh, he's coming. Come on, right? I tell you, the Holy Spirit is the same person as Jesus Christ in your life. And just because we can't see it, touch it, smell it, taste it, sense it, what do we do? Oh, my, it's weird. It ain't weird. You need them. Lean in. Look what it says there. It says, in my place, in my representation, he will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall. What? He will remind you of everything that I said. Bring to your remembrance everything I told you. My God in heaven, what's life going to look like when you get up every day and say, help me, Holy Spirit? Simple thing. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me today. Lead me, guide me, get me there. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. It's a gift that he gave you, but are you using the gift? You ever get a gift and you forget about it? You know what I'm saying? And it's something cool. 
and you need it, and then one day you think like you find it again. Yeah. You know, the other day we were, we, 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 well, you know, we were playing golf the one week, and you know, we were over there, and one day we were with Mr. D, and he had a thing, and he's we're trying to find a range finder. If you don't play golf, you don't know what I'm talking about. But distance is weird. And we went to this goofy place. They didn't have no markers. And I'm like, I don't know how far we are. And we're like, what do we got to do about it? You got to do about it. I think we're 150 feet. Some blind as a bat can't. 150 feet. We ain't that far. You know? And then you got to figure out how to play the game. You know how hard it made the game? But you had a gift that could have made the game easier? But you didn't want to take it out. Why? We couldn't find it. Where is my gift? How many of you missing some gifts? How many ain't utilizing the gift you got? Can make your life a whole lot easier. That's a stupid golf game. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's an analogy. Put it together. Like, yeah, I got a range finder. I got a Holy Ghost finder. Come on, somebody. He got, I can't see what I need to do here. He does. I don't know how to respond here. He does. I don't know what to do, but he does. Guess what? If you don't check in, you ain't going to know how far away you are, and you ain't going to know where you are. Number two, look at this. Write this down. You got the gift of mercy. My God in heaven, how many need some mercy? Right? And all the guys said, double me up, double me up. Come on. How many need some mercy? What do you mean mercy? What is mercy? Ask, you got a gift. It's a gift. Did you know that? What is the gift of definition? Mercy is the compassionate treatment to those who are in distress, especially when it is in with one's power to punish or to harm them. He could have put you in this spot, but he what? He didn't. Look what Psalm 51.1 says in the NIV. We got mercy. Now, why am I telling you these things? Pastor Chris, I know these. You'll never get depressed another day in your life if you remember these things. You'll never have a bad day if you remember these things. You'll never get up on a blue Monday if you remember these things. You'll never even think of anything of God being good if you remember these things. Because I got mercy when I didn't deserve mercy. I got reconciled. Come on, we're going to go through it. I got the Holy Ghost. Come on. What day are you facing? That seems to be so overwhelming that you can't get through it when you realize you got the Holy Ghost with you. Come on, somebody. Come on. I know we know this stuff, but we all have an opportunity. Have mercy on me, oh God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Woo! And blot out my transgressions. Come on, somebody. He blotted them out. He ain't taking remembrance of that. He lost the roll call. He has no remembrance in this. He just loves you and cares about you. And what? Gave you mercy when you didn't deserve mercy. Come on, man. He gave you mercy when we didn't deserve it. We were out there, right? God shows his mercy in the area of people who are suffering through healing them, comforting them, alleviating their suffering, and caring about those in distress. He acts with compassion. That's what he does, even when you don't deserve it. You know, there's this story in the Bible in Matthew. You know, I, I told him there was, there, there was a multitude of people came, and Jesus was there. And the father came and said, look, I got this kid. He's throwing himself. He's a lunatic. He, he's throwing himself. He's having seizures. He's throwing himself in the fire. What can you do? Brought him to your disciples. You couldn't do nothing. He's a little arrogant to dad. Brought him to your disciples. You couldn't do nothing. You know what Jesus told him? He said, what can you believe? But you know what he did? He still had compassion on the kid. Even when we're not in the right frame of mind, God still has compassion. Even when you're not in the right frame of mind, God still has mercy. God has mercy on people even when they don't deserve it because he's good. God's mercy is new every day. He's long-suffering. When we see God's mercy and understand what we received, we become more merciful. That's a gift. Why? Because how many of you know we start showing mercy to people that don't deserve it? They start seeing the love of God like you've never seen it before. I'm telling you it's true. How is mercy different than compassion? Mercy and compassion are intertwined. This is so good. You need to get this. Mercy and compassion are intertwined. 
Mercy is the fruit of compassion. Man, that's good. Write that down. Mercy is a gift given to someone who is suffering by someone acting with compassion. I'm going to read again. How is mercy? How is mercy different? Mercy and compassion are intertwined. Mercy is the fruit of compassion. Every time you were given mercy, you see compassion in action. Amen? And I, I know that's like, God, I know I got mercy. I know I got this. But wait a minute. What's going to happen when you start unwrapping that gift internally? You know what that's going to do? Change, this all changes my focus of worship. It's true. Because God, see, here's worship. You think, now I'm going to say this, don't take this off context, but you think God really needs us singing? Whole world singing. Heaven, heaven singing like you ain't never heard heaven singing. You know why God gave you worship? Change your focus. Because if you, see, when, when I'm here and I got life, Oh, when I worship, it takes me in my mind off of where it is and puts it where it needs to be. God gave you, God gave us worship for focus. Oh, you better believe it. Changes your focus. And if I change your focus, you know why I need to change your focus? Because the moment I change your focus, I change what you feel. Amen. See it? So you see, when you get mercy figured out, like, it's bad. But guess what? Mercy showed up. It ain't as bad as you think. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's tough. Life's tough. But guess what? God's greater than tough. Woo-hoo! And you start, you start building. That's what it does. See, when I got a revelation of the mercy I received, not only can I give it, I can what? Apply it to my life, and now it gives me a place of praise I couldn't get to on my own. See, all these things are by, these are all just byproducts of the gifts that he gave you. So when you start unwrapping them, oh, my God, look what I got. Oh, my God. Look at this. Isn't this great? Look at this one. This is a great one. I got mercy. You're going to need this. Let me tell you. You want it? This is good. There's a lot of stuff to learn in Christianity. Okay? Now pull this in. This is so good. You got to go to a toolbox of spirituality on a daily. Now let me explain this. We talk to you about confessing the word. We talk to you about praying in the spirit. We talk to you about, you know, renewing the mind. We talk, we talk to you about so much stuff. You couldn't leave your house any day of the week, and go face the world at the rate and speed of what you got to do. There's a lot. Like, you'd be getting up 4 o'clock in the morning, I got to pray, I got to read, I got to do this, I got to meditate, I got to... Stop. I'm building your spiritual toolbox. Chris, you're going to like this. And I pulled another one out of it. You got to talk about that. Yeah, I'm an electrician now. I don't want to be. I'm calling you. Right? My wife's got honeydew projects. They're everywhere. I'm staying at work. Come on. I laugh. I love her. She's back there. Right? All the ladies are like, I love you too, honey. Where do you just come up with this stuff, though? Holy Is it Holy Spirit, really? I thought it was the Antichrist. I'm like, more? The Amazon guy came. Am I lying? Was it four times yesterday or five? Four times. I didn't know these guys came so much. And they're, they're they, 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 I, I, it might be, Amazon might be the Antichrist. Don't get mad at me. I don't know, Bezo, don't get mad. But they tell you where they are. So I thought I was done. I'm like, it's over. The day's done. And here comes my beautiful wife. They're four stops away. There's another truck. Yay. Okay, honey. Bye. I was like, how does she know this stuff? GPS? No, they tell you. It's the devil. I promise you. It's the devil. It's the devil. And now they're going to move here, and they're going to come every hour. So I'm going to have 18 trucks a day coming to myself. I'm going to just start on a first-name basis. Like, hey, 
Grab a soda. I don't know what to tell you, right? Think about this. Mercy, come on, is important because we receive so much mercy. But watch this. Where it's the fruit of compassion. Oh, my God. Can I show you something? Can I show you one that I realize is going to be? Can you go to Romans 9, 16? Angela, I got more time with these guys. Amplified, classic, read this. It's going to change your life. Romans 9, you writing these down? These are good. You got to write them down. That's why Kaylee's writing them down for you, so you better get the notes on the way home. Come on, right? Romans 9, 16, Amplified. So then if God's gift is not a question of human will and human effort, but of God's mercy, it depends not on one's own. Look at this. Willingness nor on a strenuous exertion, as in a running a race, but on God's having mercy on him. Man, you got to go back and read that. You got to let them scriptures saturate in you. The word I speak in you, their life. There's life in the word. Did you read that? You didn't read it. Look, go back, go back. So then if God's gift, what do you mean a gift? Is not a what? It's not a question of human will. You see that? He didn't give you this based on what you did. He didn't give us this base. Thank God, right? Thank the Lord Jesus he didn't base this on this. God's gift is not a question of human will nor human effort, but of God's mercy. He gave you that gift of mercy. He made you your because of mercy. If you got it, it came from God. It was merciful. Come on, he gave it to you when you're lost. It depends not on one's own what? Look at this. Willingness. This ain't on whether you want it or not. Just take it. Just take it, man. Have you made it a revelation? I don't feel like, what you, who are you to tell God what he wants to give you? Ain't that true, right? Ain't that what a gift? He's going he to go spend a whole bunch of money for Christmas and buy you really cool stuff. I know you're going to be like, oh, my God, what? But you're going to be like, you can't really say it. He loves you. That's what he wants to do. Let him do it. You see what I'm saying? If I go give you something that's, like, too good for you, just take it anyway. And <laughs> hey, you ever get a too good gift? I did. Y'all wear it like it's mine. Come on. As it is. <laughs> Come on. You ever get a too good gift? Oh, you don't want to hear me there. I'm going home. Or I'm going to stay with the 9 o'clock people make them stay longer. Right. You ain't never got a too good gift. Like, you ever get a gift, you open it and go, I don't deserve this, but I'm taking it. <laughs> Come on, right? Right? Oh, yeah, my wife. Praise me to God. She's definitely too good of a gift. <laughs> Come on. Right? No, come on, think. Right. It's too good. Yeah. It's so, oh, my God. Yep. It, like, knocks the wind out of you for a minute. Oh, my God, this is huge. That's God. I gave you mercy. You didn't deserve it. We were lost, bro. Yeah. We were hell-bent. He's like, I'm going to give you Jesus. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it now, but I'm going to receive it, and I'm going to take the benefit of it, and I'm going to lean on that mercy. I'm going to let that mercy activate in my life. My God, I'm taking that mercy all the way to heaven. Come on. All right. Did you see that? Woo. Watch this. So watch this. Hey, but on God's mercy on him. Take that mercy and run with it. How about this one? Three, the gift of reconciliation. I can get them done. Come on. Reconciliation. Most people don't know what reconciliation is. You know, reconciliation is not forgiveness. Forgiveness is a one party. Reconciliation takes two. Okay? Now I'm explaining to you, okay? I'm going to show it to you. Right? The meaning, this is good stuff to know. God reconciled us unto him, and he reconciled the world unto him. So what was it? Here's the bottom line, understand. It means change or exchange. Reconciliation involves a change in the relationship between God and man, and even man and man. It assumes there has been a breakdown in the relationship, but now there's been a change from a state of this angry anonymity between two and the fragmentation of harmony of fellowship. So it eradicates it and puts it together. Now, you could see this really strong in Romans 5 
in 6. I'm going to go quick. King James will be good. It says, For when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely would a righteous man would one die. But how about, you know, for a good man, maybe somebody might do it. But God commanded his love towards us, and now while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's good news right there. Much more than we have now been justified by his blood. you got to understand justification. Justification is just as if you never sinned, man. And it ain't based on performance. It was based in his blood. That's what it is, man. So you justified right now forever. Now you got to understand something. What justified me and you? You all know what that is. The blood of Jesus. Once and for all, he entered into the what? Mercy seat of heaven, the throne of grace. Hebrews calls it the throne of grace. And the Old Testament was the mercy seat where they would bring the blood of bulls and goats. The mer- new, this, trust me. The Old Testament mercy seat is the New Testament throne of grace. Okay? The devil's the accuser of the brethren. So he's all day long popping off at the pie hole, you know, about you ain't this, you ain't that, you ain't this, you ain't that. He's a big jerk. He, he's slick. He's slick. He's tricky. He's slick. He's tricky. But you got dominion, bro. Creating tigers in the spirit. You walk in the room, weight walks in the room with you. Yeah, bro. He don't, he don't even want to show up because you got dominion. After January, you're going to be, um, this place is going to be a mess in a good way because I'm going to show you how to break that soul barrier. I am so, you ain't got to, you, you don't have a spirit problem a minute, a second, a millisecond of your life. You got, we got a soul problem. We're going to break the barrier to soul all of Jan- January. I'm going to teach you how to dominate that thing. I'm going to bring you, the psalm says your soul's in prison. Whenever your soul's in prison, you have to break it out. It gets stuck in wrong mentalities. Even, like, you know, like they taught you soul ties, you know, or spiritual things. They're, they're really, you know what they are? They're reasonings within your soul that need to be eradicated. More than their relationships. You have relationship with wrong ideas, wrong identities. You have connection with wrong stuff. I'm all, we're going to annihilate it. We're going to crush it. Oh, we're going to destroy it, dude. Identification is going to come right out of it. Dominion. You ain't living another minute without peace. You ain't living another second without the wealth. You're not living another minute without the, every aspect of dominion. I'm telling you, man, you better, I'm ready to start today. I'm telling you, bro, I ain't playing with it, man. I was like, I'm like ready because you know why? You're going to get it because you got to realize that soul. See, when spirit went in the body, soul was created in Genesis. Does that make sense? So this is what the preview is going to be about. You got to get this now. Pay attention. When spirit went in the body, man was created a living soul. So the only way you can get anything into the body has to be the correct connection. Because see, whenever God does, God loves order. God is obsessed with order. He ain't even at that. Sin don't move God like it moves people on the earth. People on earth get all shot out about sin. He annihilated sin once and for all. As far as God's concerned, sin's been done with. Okay? The only sin you and I commit is a faith problem. The New Testament believer's only problem with sin is basically unbelief. You've entered into unbelief somewhere. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you, it, he says walk in love. You say, I don't walk in love. Now you've got a problem. Yeah. You have capacity to do it, but you chose not to. So you see it? Sin ain't the big deal. Order is. Keep your life in order. God's obsessed with order. Get your house in order, everything works right. Because what does anything out of order produce? Pain. Then watch him come. Here he comes. 
Strutting on the wind. Heaven, heaven's got a rhythm. Heaven's like music, man. It's a rhythm. The Holy Spirit's a rhythm. He just, then he shows up. You know why he shows up? Because the stuff I say needs to be confirmed. And until you, listen to me, this is good stuff. Until you validate my voice as the confirming factor in your life, what most of you have, for the rest of you, he'll show up with his presence to prove it. I don't have to ask you guys. You already believe it when I say it. Everybody else feeling me out, he brings his presence to back up what I'm saying to prove to you that he's in it. And he likes it. Because I got open access. If he wants to do something, he can do what he wants. You see what I'm saying? You understand that? You understand what I just said? So you trust it. And when you trust it, man, you go new places. You see it? So he gave you the ministry of reconciliation. Okay? Forget about all that. What's reconciliation been for me? I can give it to mankind, but I got to get it for me. This is important, okay? Because we got to make time. Check this out. You read that? Watch. By the blood. You understand that? What made me justified? The blood. Not my own works, not my own ability. It takes place, re reconciliation takes through, place through the cross. Now, figure this out. The final step, now get this. Reconciliation is not forgiveness, but it is the final step in forgiveness, the process of forgiveness. Why? Because it takes two people to reconcile, but only one person to forgive. You see it? So you come in, we got a riff, okay? And you, I say, I forgive you, but you're not ready to forgive? We have not found reconciliation yet. Reconciliation takes place when both parties go, I, we're together now. Now, Jesus said this, even though there's an enmity between you, a problem between you, an evil between you and me, I'm going to eradicate that with Jesus and rip down that wall of separation so me and you can be reconciled together. Now, check this out. He gave reconciliation to the world. See, the problem is this. Stop making the bar so high for lost people to come in. It's not your standard. Reconciliation said, come in just like you are. We ain't going to leave them like that, but don't make demands on them before they come in because reconciliation said, you got that ministry to go show the world, not keep it for yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Do you get that? Let them come in. They're going to grow. In See, here's the problem. I told them this in the morning. I got radically saved. I'm a complete mess. You cannot, no, I am. It was bad in the beginning because I walked in the room, a dude, like just a guy, normal dude, just walked in, hey, yeah, Jesus, Holy Ghost, great, and walked out somebody different. They were with me so they know. I was off the rail, right? So I didn't have this kind of like, hey, why is this process taking you so long? I walked in, shot out, walked out, filled up, tongue talking, read the Bible, blown out. When people came in, I was like, hey, why is this taking you a minute? You should, I didn't have the what? I didn't have the patience, come on, with people to say, it might take you a little season of growing in this. We got time. But guess what? Now I got, I got a whole lot of patience. I got a whole lot of long suffering. I got a whole lot of, you fell down, let us pick you up. Stop making it so hard for these people to come in the kingdom because until they get in, they can't fix themselves. You're trying to fix them before they come in the door. Bring them demon-possessed. Bring them hell-bent. Bring them shot out. Bring, they come up in here drunk. They've been up in here high. Man, I told you, man, 
I'm not, it's going to be funny. But I had, I had, don't say, and if this is you, don't get mad at me. And there ain't nobody in the room because they ain't here now because they matured and went on. They come in here, man, Pastor, I'm drinking 30 beers a weekend. I was like, praise be to God. All right, how's it going? I'm getting better. I went from 30 to 21. I was like, yes, we're getting better. Come on, somebody. I had to do, come up, Pastor, I'm smoking pot. I was like, okay, hey, that got me. He goes, I'm down to smoking less pot than I was smoking when I came. I said, hey, that's a win, baby. Let's keep winning. They went from 30 beers to no beers. They went to smoking crack to no crack. They went from doing it, they left the crack house, got in the church house. Come on, man. I'm looking for victory and wins. You're critiquing them before they come in the door. Come on, man. And that's their struggle. I said, praise be to God. I'm being serious. Reconciliation says what? Come as you are. We'll fix you as we go. Come on, man. He gave it to me. He gave it to you. Some of you so spiritually stuck up, I'm going to slap you. You hear what I just said? Yeah, I'm going to slap you. They come up in here all weird and you're like, oh, what about? Oh, I don't care about none of that. Or your friends. Oh, you know. Don't be so spiritual, stuck up, you forgot what it felt like to go have compassion and love people and let them know God ain't mad at you. You represent the church, and you mad at them. God ain't mad at them, but you mad at them? Oh, man, I got to come on, man. Come in here. To, well, I don't care. Come on. Cut it out. You got the ministry reconciliation? Go tell them. Oh, God's good with you. I scare them. I scare people now. Yeah, I do. I said, yeah, they're coming here. You know when they're embarrassed about how they are? You know, people, they're embarrassed about how they are. I was like, I love it. I said, come to church, hang out with me. Amen. Who are you? Right. I'm the pastor. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you ain't no. Pastor Liz loves it because nobody believes I do this. <laughs> nobody believes it. They don't believe it. No, they're like, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, come to church. One time, you know, I told the people, they were like, hey, yeah, I said, like, come to church. I said, the pastor's crazy, but you're going to love it. Just come on in. <laughs> I don't know who I am. He's off the wall. He crazy. He wild. We love it there, though. Come on in. Come on, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, I do it all the time. I did, I've done it multiple times. I was a scare him at the donut shop. I robbed, I said, come to church. You're going to love it. The pastor's nuts, but you're going to love it. Just come on in. <laughs> Imagine the day they come in. You the pastor. Praise God. I told you he was crazy. Hallelujah. Amen. And a good one. He gave you the gift of redemption. Write them down. I got two more. I got to go. You got to go. I stay here all day, but you got to go. <laughs> he gave you the gift of redemption. Redemption's huge. Because redemption is the big three, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. They're huge, man. They're huge. He redeemed you through his blood, though. It cost him something. This gift, these gifts weren't cheap, guys. You understand? One of the greatest places to see this, I think, is you can look over here in 2 Corinthians. Let's go to the Passion. Let's just go to Passion Transit. 2 Corinthians 2, 2 5, 17, and then I'm going to give you the last one you can go. 2, 5, 17, you'll see it in the Passion. Is that good? You feeling this, though? We forget about this stuff. Let's be honest. I know it's cute. It's Christmas. But it's more than that. I really felt like it was timely. Like, man, am I really leaning in the Holy Spirit? Because there's days sometimes, don't you put this on your back, and you try to live life without the help. You try to live life without the guidance. You try to live life. You ever just, like, you ever get so messed up, and God, like, leaves you alone for a couple of days, and he's like, hey, you want to let me in that? You, you ready for me to kind of, like, take some load, take some burden? And you're over there with the chair. Oh, I got it. I got it, God. I can do it. Right. God, hang on. I got it, Jesus. Uh, it's okay, Jesus. I got it. And Jesus like, man, will you ask me for some help? I'm your standby. Let me in. You're like, no, nah, I got it. Come on, man. Let him in. Amen. Let him in. He's going to help you. He wants to help you. 
He wants to help you in your mental arena, everywhere. Look at this. Yeah, let's go with uh, 517. 2 Corinthians 517. You're all right. But you got to pull that in. Did you pull that in, though? Ain't that true? How about mercy? How many need mercy? Every man in here means double. Come on, right? And Christmas is coming. Guys, get a gift. When you go to the store now, man, I had the one cat went to, he went, where did that joker go? Walgreens buying Christmas presents. I said, bro, you in so much trouble. Dude, you are in trouble. Joker went to Walgreens like Christmas Eve. He's like, I got to go to Walgreens and get her a Christmas gift. I said, you are dead. I cannot. Bro, these, you can't be that dumb. I was like, what? Where? It's Christmas Eve. You going to Walgreens? Yeah. I was like, bro, you better pull a miracle out of that, bro. Not that she's demanding. What are you going to get her? What are you going to get her? Face cream? <laughs> you better cut it out, dude. Go to the store now. Some of you better go now. If not, see, see somebody in here that knows how to use a computer or something. Order it. God knows Amazon coming to my house every day. Just send it to my house. Send it to my house. Trust me, it'll be there four, five, six times. Guy came around. That blue truck just kept coming around. I was like, how many times they come? The mail comes once. UPS come once. FedEx come. Not Amazon. They're there six times. This joker going to build that thing out here, and you're going to be there every hour. You're going to be flying planes or something like this. Jesus, good God. Hallelujah. Look right here, right? Look, now if anyone is unfolded into Christ, he's become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given me and you the ministry of reconciliation to others. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping record of their transgressions, and he has entrusted us to the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. To who? To everybody else. Ain't that good? Now, what's redemption? Redemption is this. It's the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. It's regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment. It's basically the canceling of a debt. That's what Jesus did. The word redeem means to buy out. The term is usually specific to what? Purchasing a slave's freedom. That's what we were. The application of this term, Christ's death on the cross, is what? If we are redeemed from our prior condition, then we have been purchased for our new position. Come on, man. That's because of what Jesus did. Think about that. Last one is this. Number five, he's given you the gift to stay and have life in Christ. Man, that's so good. In him I live and move and have my being. What's that mean? Galatians 2.20 says what? It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave him his life for me. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? You ever read, it in, you ever read that in the Passion? Go to Galatians 2.20. Can you put it in the Passion? That says I'm crucified in Christ. That's so good. Passion reads so well, and I'm going to let you guys go. You can play. Look what it says here. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. Co-crucified. Man, you, need, you could meditate on that for a year. I, I don't want to rush this. I want you to read this. This is the Bible. Just a different translation. It just overexpounds the truth. That's all. Helps you clarify it easier. I am crucified with Christ. Same thing. But it gives a clearer pres- picture of perspective. My old identity has been co-crucified. Man, that's a nice term. That means you were there with him. Now we know that, but now you read it and you go, I was, where was I? You were there with him. See, if he's going to be here with you in the earth doing exploits, you got to be there with him on the cross paying the price. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross 
crucified me with him. What? That's the truth. See, it expounds. That's what happened. That's what crucified in Christ means. There's, if I'm in the body, you can't leave the body. So if you got in the body today, you get what the body did 2,000 years ago, wherever timeline you come in. Remember Jesus had that story, the parable of the Bible, he said how he's going to pay people. He said one guy started in the morning, he said, I'm going to pay you $5 a day. Another guy showed up at halftime, he said, I'm going to show you $5 a day. One guy showed up an hour before the day was over, he said, I'll show $5 a day. The guy got mad. He said, why is he getting $5 at the end of the day? I've been working from dawn. He said, what is it in your power to tell me what I'm going to do? Who are you to tell me what I'm going to do? You could come in the last minute and get what we did when we started. That's what he's trying to get you to see. You can get the same benefit coming in today and get what he did 2,000 years. You can, get, you can slide in. You know what I like? I like, I like Jehovah Nicka time. Yeah. <laughs> you know that? You ever see that one? Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikhanu. I like Jehovah Nicka time. Shows up in the nick of time. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Who got me out. Hallelujah. You know Jehovah nick of time? <laughs> That's not Greek, Hebrew. That's Sarno. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he showed up in the nick of time. Got me out. Hey, I thought I was stuck, but he got me out. I thought it was over, but he got me out. I thought I was losing my mind, but he got me out. He showed up in the nick of time and got me out of here. Come on. Come on. Think about it. Come on. Stand up on your feet. Think about it, right? I'm crucified. Look at this. I'm, I was co-crucified. He nailed me. Pop that up there. He nailed me. My old identity has been co-crucified. I no longer lives for the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And look at this. And what? And now the essence of his new life is what? No longer mine. This essence of new life is no longer mine for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is and power by the faith of the Son of God who loved me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. That's his idea, not yours. That's his plan, not yours. That's what he wanted, that's what he wanted to do for you. And you know what you're going to say? I don't deserve it. Nobody deserves it. Take it. Take it anyway. That gift is way too expensive. Take it. Come on, somebody put a box full of something in front of you that looks good. I'm taking it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.